That's so morbid. I'm here with my friend Marco. Marco, hi. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Of course. Can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell people who you are. Sure, my name is Marco Marin. I am an illustrator. I love doing pretty much horror-related stuff, fantasy art. That is my jam. And we met in the Horror Writers Club here in Toronto. It was an interesting place, uh, <laughs> you know. Just, for an illustrator to show up, yes. Well, yeah, definitely for an illustrator to show up, but also like the premise of uh, some of the stories, they're just uh, talking about uh, murder, monsters, necrophiliac people, just like- uh, The best things. Those yeah. are the best things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely like a cool place to make friends. <laughs> that kind of friends, right? That kind of friends. That kind of friends. So speaking of morbid things, uh, we should get right into our topic, hopefully. And again, you know what, actually, before we do that, as we talk about horror writers, I've always wanted to ask you, and I never have, when you come to those meetings, are you getting inspiration from those weird stories that we're talking about? Do you draw from them or are you just kind of there to like one day be our illustrators of our you know, chil friend children friendly horror books? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> So when I'm in those uh, meetings with you guys, there's some stories that are more suitable to illustrate, in my opinion. Mm. There's some other ones that when I'm listening to them, I can picture more uh, graphic related stuff. Uh, I know the necrophilia one really got to you because you always mention that one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. As, as it, it was, seems, you know. The thing is that the premise of that one was so mind blowing that right. it just it just it really left an impression. That's yeah, for sure. I know on me too. Yeah, uh, but uh, most of the time I get home with like a bunch of ideas. I sketch some, but most of the time I don't like go full into them. Mm. Uh, and definitely, I'm always open to like uh, work and collaborate with people. Like if the opportunity arises, that is a, definitely a good a good thing that can happen in those groups. So with authors, you mean? Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, but I will feel also very guilty if I were just to like grab a cool idea from someone and just uh, steal them without their permission. I would like right, the okay. first approach to them and say, hey, you know what? Your story struck me. I want to like illustrate them. Like mm -hmm. let's make a collaboration here mm -hmm. uh, rather than just like, oh yeah, I heard this cool story in a bar and now right, I'm right, going right. like, to present it now. It, it would be like unethical. Okay, I get it. Well, hopefully out of today's conversation, you'll get some some more inspiration. You can steal it. Feel free. Obviously, <laughs> you're part of the show. So it's it's your copyright as well. Uh, and our topic today, I guess, you know, kind of rolling from our necrophilia introduction, if you can call it that. Um, something that I saw about a month ago that was like, I have to talk about this. I want to learn more about this, which is uh, Mary Shelley, one of my favorite authors of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually didn't know this um, because I'm not one of those people that researches their favorite people and like knows their entire life. I know she wrote Frankenstein and I know her, her mother is Mary Wilsoncraft and that's about it. Um, didn't know that she, and this is the, the, the big topic of the show, she carried her, hus her dead husband's heart around with her for 30 years. 
Wow, that is really clinging into stuff. <laughs> yeah, for 30 years. And so as I was, and I think now that maybe I liked a post on Instagram at one point, now I'm seeing it over and over again, but maybe other people are seeing this post as well. And I wanted to make sure that it was actually true because of course you can't trust everything on the internet, unfortunately. Are you saying that the Nigerian prince is not I... giving me money? <laughs> Could be. Could be. Always do your research, kids. Um, so as I dug down into this, I started getting into this crazy wormhole of, you know, other body parts and people who save body parts and the way that uh, humans in general have taken um, pieces of the dead, I guess we can say, and clung to them in those ways. But before we get into that, let me just share a little bit what I, what I found about Mary Shelley. <clears throat> sure. Um, so she, so the story goes that her husband, Percy Bysshe Shelley, um, who's also a well-known author, um, he died in a, a, in a boat. He drowned in his boat named Don Juan, uh, very romantic. And when they found his body 10 days later, they had him cremated, but his heart wouldn't burn. Maybe because dun, dun, dun. it was all soaked with water. You know, but... Well, that is, you're very smart. <laughs> you are very smart because that could actually, that is one of the theories. And also connected to that, one of the theories is that it's not his heart at all, that it actually would be more likely to be his liver. Okay. And that the liver would become waterlogged. Um, however, some people have also said that the heart could have been calcified. And then in that case, it would not burn as well. Whatever the case may be, um, after they attempted to cremate him, the heart or liver was given to Mary Shelley. And her idea was to wrap it in a silk cloth and keep it in her writer's desk for 30 years. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to like make that story, you know, what sounds better? I'm keeping the my husband's liver on the desk or the heart? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just... Of course, especially for like gothic poets, writers. Yes, I have oh, my it's husband's It's all heart. about the drama, you know? Exactly. You know, so... you, you could have preserved like the spleen or whatever. <laughs> but, like it's not going to make But call it the special. heart. Yeah. yeah, call it the heart when you're a poet. Let's not yes. beat around the bush there. Um, yeah, so there have been some kind of... Um, you know, ideas about whether or not this is true or not, but that they did find whatever it was, the heart or the liver. And then when their son passed away, the heart slash liver was buried with him in, I have the year in 1889. So it's it, whatever it is, is buried with their son, uh, Percy Florence Shelley. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I think it has to be tied to, uh, because we're humans, we have like such a high regard for everything that is bodily. So it doesn't matter if it's blood or if it's an organ, or even like things like teeth or like uh, uh, hair. Uh, all oh, cultures, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> That's it's, a whole it's thing. A whole story, you know. Mm -hmm. But we have so high, such high regard for all of these things. Where that? But why? Well, it's because. We've... Like, what did she do with that heart liver thing? It just stayed in her writer's desk. Can you imagine every day she goes to write and she like opens the desk door like, oh yeah, there it is. Ooh. I, <laughs> I think honestly this could take us like to like a very interesting rabbit hole in which you should ask, what is a human 
made out of is, is the human soul or the mind or the mm. body well that's another thing i think of too because thinking of mary shelley and how she and you know her her lineage claims to be so rational right they were always thinking about um you know even in frankenstein those questions of like what is the body and how much human is the body right she she asks those questions and so i guess I mean, it does make sense that the writer of Frankenstein has a body part in her writer's desk, right? Of course. Right. But, um, you know, you have to also wonder how, you know, she also um, wanted people to know how rational she was when people were thinking women, you know, were very different, not rational. And so it just seems, it, it does in some ways seem strange to me that she would kind of cling to that. Well, you know... <sighs> No matter how rational people are, like most of us, we still have like a very soft, squishy spot. Well, especially uh, with death, right? Yeah, especially yeah, with death. Especially and, with and death you know and For Mary Shelley, that yeah. soft, squishy spot was on a desk wrapped in silk. So, oh, Mary Shelley, your soft, squishy spot. <laughs> so Even in the, you know, I picture like the the paintings of her. She's always so harsh looking, right? They they always paint her very like. Very stern, uh, very, very stern, yeah. you know, dark hair and just very pale and, you know, not very warm looking. And so, you know, her little soft, squishy part, that makes my heart melt a little Do bit. Do you think she had like a, like my a liver. nickname for like, for like her liver wrapped in soap? Oh my gosh. I mean. Like, like, you know how like, like couple like call names to like their, their like hobby or something. Oh and, no. Can you, just, I can't just, imagine. Just hobby well, what to, like, were, the, the, the liver. What were sweetie pie names back in like the 1800s? I can't imagine. Little Frankie. <laughs> Oh, no. Would she do that? I don't know if she would do that. Now that's morbid. Um, that is that is very morbid. Um, but I mean, you mentioned hair, and yeah. when I was researching this part, and you also said rabbit hole. Whoa, was this a rabbit hole? Because as soon as I started searching this, other things are popping up, and hair was a huge one. Which that one kind of makes more sense to me in a strange way. I don't know why. I guess because it's not an organ. It's something that we cut off like every day and it's, you know, it doesn't seem as bodily. It's just kind of like an object, maybe like a memory or something like that. But there are some serious things that happened with hair and it was a fashion in the 1600s and onwards up into like the 1920s to make jewelry out of hair, like wreaths out of hair. Um, you're, you're nodding. So I'm guessing like, yeah, yes, you found yeah, the hair yeah. stuff. No, <laughs> I don't quite agree with you that the hair is not so much a bodily part. I think that is quite the opposite. It is one of the most expressive parts that we have. It is in literature, for sure. Well, not only in literature, just, just think about it. In art, What yeah. parts of your body can you easily manipulate to express something about yourself mm. other than your hair? I mean, you mm. can you can like puncture your skin and make like scars or tattoos or put piercings on yourself. You can clothe yourself. But in the most natural, like primitive way, the first thing that you have to express, mm. it could be your hair. And there's no doubt that all the cultures have like a huge symbolism for hair. That's true. Uh, yeah. For example, like in uh, all of this uh, idea that the hair is part of freedom, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just think about like any girl that get, goes through a bad breakup. One very common <laughs> reaction is to just like, for example, Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. like mental breakdown. Yeah. Just cut it. It's a new. It's a renewal. It's like yeah, breaking all down with the old or like uh, there's at least change, right? There's yeah. always like a change with the hair. 
there's certain that cultures identity. that when they're they have been ashamed mm -hmm. or like they have like gone through a dishonorable deed they they cut their hair they shave their heads mm -hmm. monks uh christianity like they shave their heads in order to like let god enlighten them properly mm -hmm. so there's this whole symbolism around hair uh, but i don't but do you think like even so like the jewelry and stuff is it's very common. It's from like the common people that would do this kind of thing. I don't know if they're thinking about hair in that way, if it's just easy to clip off somebody before they go in the ground. <laughs> that could be it too. Yeah, that, that 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 definitely could be an option. Mm -hmm. I, I I guess it depends really on the on the time period that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, what with, I found like, so yeah. there was like I said, so like 1600s, it was really common, and going even going forward to the 1920s. Um, and then I was so disappointed when I found this. I was excited and disappointed. There is a place called the Morbid Anatomy Museum in Brooklyn, New York, okay. where they still, still in brackets, kind of still, were making wreaths, hair jewelry, hair art. And they were open from 2014 to 2016, trying to preserve the art of hair relics and hair jewelry. And we missed it. We missed it by like four years. I was like, oh. I'm going to tell you something. Not necessarily. In the art scene, it's not uncommon to find contemporary artists every now and then in certain galleries that try to shock the audience uh, doing... Uh, like with blood or something? with blood yeah. or hair. Recently, I had a friend of mine who went to a gallery down Toronto. I don't remember the name of the gallery or the name of the artist sadly. But one of the main pieces that struck him was a little basket, maybe, you know, like a football sized okay. basket that it was weaved with pubic hairs. Oh my God. Yeah. So the, so yeah, in a sense, like maybe is no longer something you would buy on your Walmart. <laughs> Wait, I love how you said maybe. Mm, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't buy that at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> but if you find there's like people and places that you still can get them. So, but that was for art, right? That was a for... Yeah. It's for the shock value most okay. of the time, in my personal okay. opinion. Yeah. Sometimes the artists have like other statements, but maybe it, it has been a recurring theme. And if you think about like I really, art... I really do hope he was in love with whoever it was that donated their loving pubic yeah, hairs. No. Or if it was his own. I don't want to think about it. I just hope it was ethically sourced. <laughs> That, 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 that. That's what we all hope That's in all things, all that all art is made ethically. Yeah. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that it was maybe not so ethical, right? And also related to art pieces. As you know, I grew up in Mexico City where we have like a huge Catholic uh, tradition. And one of the first images that I can relate to, to art pieces with hair was these sculptors of Christ and saints and martyrs that were made using real human hair and human teeth because uh. the purpose of these sculptors was not to showcase the the loving god it was to inspire fear upon the population and like make them convert convert heathens like uh <laughs> this is what happens and they would okay. get the hair and so look like facing death and then yeah. nothing more it, it was like a very weird way to like uh, make these statues more realistic because mm. they had 
real, not only real looking hair, it was real hair. Mm -hmm. like you could have got more real than that. Mm -hmm. and real looking teeth? No, it was, they were real teeth. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, when you're like a seven-year-old kid looking at those things, that is like definitely leaves an impression. And, you know, all, all this idea that the, particularly Christianity has such a reverence for the human body in the most morbid way. From and like saints and... preserving bodies, preserving human parts, all the relicaries, all this stuff is just, uh, you know, including, for example, uh, the untouched corpses, like that are these people that they keep in coffins and that they claim that because they are saints and they're holy, they never, they never rot and they like keep pristine and people go and worship them, mm -hmm. you know? And this is something that replicates in pretty much every single uh, religion. You can see it with Buddhist monks that sit still meditating and they just, they claim that they went to like another state of uh, their meditation of their journey. Without their body. Yeah. 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 And, and they just get mummified sitting down. I mean, okay. So I know you know a lot about relics. So yeah, yeah you were telling me earlier three three kinds are they three tiers yeah, what is the yeah, word okay. three in, what in in the christian church apparently they divide relics in three different tiers okay so tier number one is the real body parts of the of the holy person so it might be a bone it might be teeth it might be even for example if it was able to be preserved the blood mm. the the fat of the person that the tallow uh, hair, anything that is physically part of the human. Okay. In second tier, it was like things that the person used, like the robes, their sandals, maybe their um, rosaries, okay. all that stuff. And in third level is anything that was in contact with uh, number one, which is like, <laughs> which is funny because it let them like make more relics, like out of a a level one relic then you can like mass produce level three relics right which they, they then they could sell like, apparently so it's like a nice little souvenir gift by what is it so you would in, you'd have the original body part or relic in a shrine yeah, in yeah. A shrine. You, you would keep them in a shrine in like a little sort of like a coffin okay. thing that had like drain holes on the bottom so then they will just pour oil or like water and let the water like drip okay. touch the relic and they will collect it at the end and then sell it in like because it's been flasks. in contact yeah okay. it's, now it's holy you know mm. that is that is such an amazing thing like to make to think that it was profitable and actually when i was researching this there were some fun bits of story here so one is that there were some towns that were making around 20% of their church revenue for that town, only from the worship of these relics. So we're telling that it's like a big profitable market at the time. Oh, for sure. I mean, like poems and, and songs were written about the, the business of selling relics, right? I mean, Chaucer is famous for, for kind of chastising the church in that way for all the, like the monk's story and all of that, right? Yeah, but something I didn't know is that the market for relics was so high that sometimes guards had to be hired to protect holy men on their dying bed from being killed and eviscerated at the spot to be like harvested for their relics. So they might come like prematurely. So they were yeah. making sure that it yeah, was inevitable. They, it was going to happen. Yeah, the person is in his but just deathbed, not... but he's okay. still alive. 
so they just had to make sure that he was dead before they started the harvesting. Well, the harvesting. Well, the thing is that it was not harvesting. I hate like, the word saying harvesting. It, it, yeah, body parts is so gross. It, it's so gross, <laughs> but at the same time, think about it. Like, if you're like maybe a relative or someone who like really likes this person who you hold it dear to you, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, oh my god, there's like seven people out there waiting with like a with like a saw just to like chop oh my an gosh. arm. No, you don't want that. So of course you're gonna hire a bodyguard to like get them away well that i mean that's something i found too so even you know fast forward to modern times and like body harvesting that is still a word Ugh. that still happens today i mean their funerals and even cremation are very expensive and there are families that can't afford these kinds of things and so there are these people called body brokers that will step in and they're almost like an agent between the funeral home and the family. And they'll tell you, oh, you know, there's another option for you because you can't afford the, the option of cremation or, or a regular funeral. If you just donate the body, it will go to good use. It will go to, to science. But you don't actually, like, there's no regulations on this practice. And so you don't actually know where the body parts of your family are going. And there are cases where they end up in interesting places, not where they were said to be going um, to different kinds of laboratories that are not regulated by the government and maybe found in, it sounds so horrible, but to be found in these piles where police have raided and found body parts that can't be identified. I'm going to tell you like one bit of story that I read online. This happened in America and apparently something similar happened. A person put on their uh, testament that they wanted to be, uh, to, to donate their body for the use of science, right? Mm -hmm. So their family was very heartfelt and they donated the body, they took it away. And later on, they discovered that the army of the States had taken the body to try a new projectile. So they what? strapped the corpse to a chair and they nuked the hell out of it. <gasps> so, of course, the family was not very happy that. But they found out about it. Okay. Yeah, somehow they found about it. So the family was not thinking very well that the body was supposed to, like, I don't know, maybe help the research for diabetes or cancer or whatever, like, deadly disease. Mm -hmm. It ended up being, like, sitting on a field and nuked. Wow. And so was there any action that they could take on it at that point? Probably not. At the point where I read the article, like they were like taking legal action. Okay. But what was the outcome? I am not 100% sure. It's just like, it was such an odd I mean, story that I had you... to like look into it. Pain and suffering, I guess only at that point. Because... Yeah. And it actually like took me into like a little bit of a research journey of my own. And I said, well, how do you actually uh, get your body to be actually donated to to science because going for the body broker like i didn't even know the body broker hmm. existed but well, this is in the states i mean here here in canada if you want to donate your body to the science mm -hmm. it has to be a specific medic programs and you need to get in contact with the coordinators of the program personally well if you want to go somewhere specific yeah you can do that yeah. i mean if you just don't care about like donating your organs if you want to donate as like a transplant you can just click the box when you renew your license yeah, right yeah which i did a couple of days ago and i was like oh i gotta update this so <laughs> yes i am an organ donor but they ask you weird questions if you do it live right it's it's like okay so what do you want to do with your uh, heart you're like okay yeah science okay what about liver yeah no problem uh eyeballs uh Make you kind of like <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. I just I stopped at eyeballs. I was like, oh, I, okay, yeah, 
you you can you can have my eyes, I guess. I mean, I'm not gonna need them, and that was that's my thinking that's for all fun. of my other organs. But like, it's kind of like what were you saying with hair? It's it's like maybe there's like different attachments to different body parts. Like my eyes, eyes are expressive as well, right? Eyes are how you see the entire world is how I took in information for so long. Oh yeah, I guess you can have my eyes. I mean, that is in the poetic sense, but if you yeah. don't donate your eyes, they're just gonna like use super glue to like right. close your eyelids so they don't open suddenly in I the know, casket. That's a, oh, or staples, right? Staples oh, yeah. are also used, staples for your eyes and, and mouth. Well, I don't know, are staples used for eyes? I know they're used for your mouth and jaw. They're used for your mind and you, but like eyelids, because they're like so thin, they, they use uh, glued, super right? glue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, so you just go to your local Michaels and you get like your bottle Why of do I need glue. to go to my, I'm not going well, to, it's not, not a home like... craft. <laughs> I'm <never> suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check the box? Are you going to donate your organs? Honestly, if I had a real say on what I want my body to end up like, hmm. <laughs> I want my bones to end up in a badass chandelier. Okay. Um, I'll try and help you out with that. I'll let I, people know. I don't think there's like in a, a badass chandelier. Okay. Yeah, I want like to find like a really cool artist friend and say, mm. you know what, I'm gonna arrange. Like, have you seen the? I think it's in Croatia. This church that is all covered in bones from the people that died from the plague. Okay. And they have chandeliers made out of bones, and all the walls are covered in skulls, and they have like. Can you like donate to that project still, or is it like from well, it only from the project. plague? It was from a medieval times, okay. and they decided to like make it a place to like have this memento mori Got it. Uh, feeling, and they have a bone made chandelier, and I'm like yeah, that is okay. that is cool. Like, but who do like, you want to have that? Ah, uh, I need a person who likes me enough to like right want who to wants have my, that in their yeah their, their writing office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm going like too far with a chandelier. Like most people, like uh, it's a lovely idea. I can picture it. Bone chandelier sounds. Yeah, but we need we need to like adjust to like modern times. People don't have enough space to get chandeliers in their living room. Maybe just it would be like a desk lamp. <laughs> a cute little <laughs> like like bone an IKEA desk, desk lamp. You just put like my skull on top. Also, like we have to put it together ourselves. Once we get your bones, we have to assemble it. Yeah, like, of course. With and an Allen key. Yeah, it comes with its <laughs> yeah, head key and, the, and the little guy. Yeah, like, just... uh, that's, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna be that friend. We'll find somebody for you. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure there's someone out there who's gonna. I'm want sure my there skull. is. <laughs> put in the comments if you want my skull when yeah, I'm dead. Hey, that would be a good uh, a, a great great giveaway. Yeah. Um, I guess like one of a last question is, do you have any relics? Have you ever had someone's hair or had, I was also looking, you know, reminded of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. They used to carry even just vials of blood. Um, they used to wear in, oh, in necklaces. Yeah. It was so edgy. Oh, yeah, it was so edgy. It, it was funny reading the article actually, like Billy Bob mm -hmm. Thornton was saying like, people made it out to be something so not what it was people were like oh they have blood on their necks it's like this bucket of blood she's like it wasn't buckets of blood it was like a smear on a little piece of paper just so we could be connected yeah. and i was like yeah okay no, like people were just not ready for that so i have one i have a locket that has my dad's fingerprint that was dusted so they put his finger his thumb print into some sort of dust or something and then it gets preserved onto a silver locket but i don't wear it i would find it very odd to wear it it just stays in my sock drawer but <laughs> I can see that you know not so much something that I'm keeping from someone else mm. is more something that I gave to someone else oh yeah and actually 
Okay, I'm gonna give you the two versions. That's a of weird this. gift. Yes, but I'm gonna give you the two stories. Oh, One boy. is like the romantic story, oh, like no. the romanticized story, and then I'm gonna tell you what really happened because oh, gosh. that is actually more fun. So you had like a romantic idea of how this is gonna go down? Yeah. So ah, okay. the idea is that I was making this very beautiful painting for like a person that I was madly in love at the time, mm. and I signed it with love. Hmm. Uh, because I wanted that to seems make to be pretty it... common. That would that yeah. doesn't seem it's it's edgy okay. and it's like uh, you know people cheesy, do that all the time in prison, exactly. so that's fine. Exactly. You know, the problem was that the signature was probably like the whole back of the canvas, so it was like a whole solid foot of like uh, blood scribbles. What? Okay. <laughs> so that's how I sold that idea. You know, it's like yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm madly in love with you. And mm. Now here's like. Uh, how we dispel the magic because actually I was doing that painting. Yeah, I was painting it for this person that I was mad in love. Yeah. But no, I didn't deliberately cut myself to like smear blood and do all this like ritual magic. I happened to have an open like knife on my on my pocket of brushes that I was not noticing. It was like accidental so, blood. Yeah, when I accidentally <laughs> go to reach my brush, I like cut my finger really deep and like the thing starts like dripping on the canvas and I'm like what the hell do I do now oh got it I know what it turn is. it into a romantic gesture right make art out of it you know and mm. uh, so yeah like you had uh, lemons and you made lemonade like, and it became bloody. a romantic story I guess yeah yeah it, how did she react to it uh, she was like thank very you question mark she was she was on the one hand very like taken away because hmm. oh my god like the lengths that I would go for her right on the other hand is like please don't harm yourself I'm not worth it on oh. the other hand I'm like you know I knew that I because I was just a dumbbell that I grabbed the <laughs> knife that was open that that's why I tell you like some of the like this thing yeah I gave something away that was like a body that is part, a body part yeah like, it was not like <laughs> it wasn't intentional it wasn't like what I was no, thinking like no. oh don't you want this piece of my hair it's actually it reminds me like when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, I couldn't believe they let me take take them home. Like I, they're huge and they're disgusting and they're like covered in blood and tissue still. And I had them out and I remember like my husband looking at them and going like, "Why did you bring these home?" And I was, and I remember making a joke. I was on so much drugs at the time. I was like, "They're for you." Oh, <laughs> it was so, so creepy. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, that's not funny because they were super gross. They were super gross." But uh. That yeah. reminds me, like, when I was 15, I got, like, my appendix removed. Oh. So I got, like, a... I they went... didn't let you keep your appendix. No, not the appendix. Okay. But it was funny because in this particular hospital, the procedure was that they had to show me the video of how they performed the surgery. And it was, like, you know, with those tiny little cameras that go inside of your body. What do you body. mean they had to show you? They don't have to show you, do no, they? Th no, they had to show me that they had the video. Oh, okay. For like uh, for the record. Okay. Show me like here's the record. If another medic ever needs it, mm. here's how we, he can get it. Got it. And you know what? Hopefully it was like, hey, can I have a copy of that video? What do you want it for? Well, how many people can claim that they have seen their organs? Mm -hmm. You know, like they have seen like their ears like cool. full color. Okay. So yeah, That'd at the time I that. was very happy. Like I was like 15, 16. I was like, yeah. Did you know what's the color of your liver? No, I do. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, you know, this this talk is all it, it it's all kind of like ooh, trying to be grossed out, kind of in 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 those kinds of ways. But when you're talking about something real, like 
um, medical procedures, getting your teeth out, getting body parts removed. There's a lot of, at least here, there's strange rules about what you can keep yourself, yeah. what you can take home from the hospital, what you can't. It's not like I have a copy of my own x-rays and yet my doctor does. And it's very difficult to get those. And yet it's pictures of my insides, right? It's kind of funny yeah. when you think of it that way, but other things are so accessible. It's like, interesting how things are some things are protected and some things aren't it's like oh well you know going back to the beginning with mary shelley it's like well we tried to cremate him but we couldn't so here you can have this cast off liver or whatever the heck it might be so good luck with that yeah know? i mean definitely like that is something to think about i remember like very vividly in mexico dentists all of them they have uh, these little cases that are shaped like a little like a little mouse because in Mexico, we don't have the tooth fairy. Oh, you have the have little the, mouse guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it is like the equivalent, but it's like, imagine the tooth fairy, but shape it like a mouse. Right. That's it, right? Right. So every time a kid goes to the dentist to get like something removed, mm. they just like take it out. They put it in these in little, the little cases mouse. so they can put it uh, under their pillows. So Aww. it's like their little, going back again to like the relicaries from Christian mm -hmm. Dumb and all that stuff. It's a little plastic relicary for the tooth of the children, and then they get exchange for like money yeah so then we were just talking about that yeah, yeah? that's tune in next time for our <laughs> next episode we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk about the yeah tooth fairy. the tooth fairy and how weird that occult stuff is and it goes a lot deeper than just yeah teaching children that hey yeah put your your teeth under your pillow in exchange for money like a body broker that would make a the tooth feeder yeah. a body broker right what are we teaching them I have a friend of mine who was just out of curiosity asking me, hey, how much is like education in Canada for a foreign student? Mm. How much do I need to get? And we were like just running numbers. And we came out with the conclusion that he would need to sell around six of his own kidneys in order to pay for his tuition. <laughs> and he was like, well, luckily I was born with seven, so I'm good to yeah. go. <laughs> but, but no, mm. it, it was so like mind-blowing to know that, for example, in the I'm not advising anyone. I'm not, not like yeah. a good estimator for these body prices, but the average price for a king in the black market is 5,000 US dollars, which if you compare like how much is one semester of university, right? Yeah. He actually needed six. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And that's funny too, right? In the States they do like, you can sell your blood. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's actually funny because why we cannot like sell some body parts, but we can sell others. Yeah. Sperm donors or like, uh, egg donors. Yeah. Uh, blood donors, you know, all of those things, but. I and there's different controversy around each of those things. Very interesting. I, I find it so funny that everything that has relationship with a human body mm. there's someone out there who wants to like regulate for you mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. it's like okay dude it's, it's my kidney mm -hmm. can't i sell my kidney well i mean it, and this takes it to a, a very serious place that we don't have to get into it gets very political um but uh i, I heard recently there was this uproar of women saying you know if i have an abortion you know and i'm not able to keep the fetus you know, and I, and I just remember making that relationship between that and saying, how is this possible when I'm allowed to take my wisdom teeth home? I, I don't want to make a relationship between my teeth and your child. And yet 
how is that different? It's a part of my body and that is yeah. still the same thing. It's a part of your body. So how are you not allowed to bring that home? And these women are saying like, even in Canada, they weren't allowed to have the fetus to give it a proper burial or to do what they wanted, you know, in respect to it. So it's just, yeah, we, we do have this weird stigma around other body parts. Like we even started saying yeah. like the difference between yeah, hair versus uh, to me, a calcified heart or liver, whatever it was. To me, personally, just shows that we have a very poor standards, like for our own body integrity. Mm -hmm. We deem some part more important than others. Like there's well, like for me, hierarchy. yeah, I, I think so. I think that's what, like the conclusion I'm coming to. But it also is like we don't these conversations about like death and like, you know, thinking about those things, I don't think they happen enough, number one, and in a rational way, like to say, well, how is this not the same thing, right? We're not talking about that enough. So that's why this is important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not just morbid, gory, gory stuff. The thing is that everything like gets entangled in such a fun way, because it's, it's morbid, it's fantastic, it's odd, it's mm. scientific, it's legal, like it's art, it's yeah. everything. Like, yeah. We cannot we cannot overlook like the morbid side of our lives just because you no it's... <laughs> just because you yeah no it's... it is it's maybe the soft squishy part right maybe it's the soft squishy maybe part it's just the soft squishy there. part <laughs> awesome well that's a perfect place to end I think we brought it full circle yeah. right we brought it back to the the soft squishy part all right so and yeah and we even got a little bit of an intro to maybe our next episode into talking about teeth and the occultish stuff of the tooth fairy yeah and you can talk about what is the name of the, the mexican tooth fairy el ratoncito de los dientes which translates to the little mice of the tooth of the teeth yeah okay thank you very much for having me i had Absolutely. such a blast and i'm really looking forward to like listening to all these podcasts and all these cool episodes with interesting people around well from your lips to God's ears. We'll see what happens. Thanks so much, Marco. Thank you very much. <laughs>